realignment, media days, Major League Baseball, and more ACC sports. That's Will Ogenen. I'm Jim Quist. This is ACC Nation. Let's get into realignment. We got into this, this really hot and heavy a couple of weeks ago when it first broke, Will, and like everything, because there's so little sports news going on, it became this rage. And we had our guests on. We had different people talking about things. And we have reflected on uh, um, what's going on in the Pac-12. We've reflected on how it will impact Virginia, Virginia Tech with Mike Barber. But let's get real here for a second. Everybody is still talking there seems to be some some bad blood among fans who, who go, I, you know, our team ought to be breaking away from the SEC. We ought to be taking off for the Big Ten. Blah, blah, blah. Not happening. It's just that simple. Yep. Uh, the comments made by uh, Commissioner Greg, Greg Sinke of the SEC at the media days uh, on Monday pretty much uh, said that the, that uh, the grant of rights was pretty much going to be impossible to uh, get around. And yeah. that pretty much says all you need to know. Exactly. I mean, you know, when you, you take a close look at it, neither one of us are lawyers. Um, we, we deal with in some capacity or another and the stuff that we do every day, legal issues, but not to the level of, of taking grant of rights and dissecting it and going, Oh, this makes sense. And about 99.9% of the people who are out in the world, same thing. Uh, so anybody who proclaims that they know what's going to happen, or yeah, you can break that or whatever. You know, we, we've got a, a friend who is an attorney who has some concept. We've talked to him about different things. We've uh, talked to him about similar stuff. And he says, you know, all contracts can be broken. This mm -hmm. one apparently is so <laughs> ironclad. Nobody really wants to take the financial hit. And that's the key is yep. that there's such a big chunk of money that you're going to have to give up in order to, to break this grant of rights in the ACC that everybody's going, <laughs> well, and then the folks in the Big Ten and the SEC are looking at it and going, yeah, you're not worth that much to us to, to help mm -hmm. you out. So you're, you're going to have to go on your own. Here's what I guess we, we come down to now. We're still talking about this, this ACC Pac-12. I'm going to use this nasty word, alliance. <laughs> um, and there is the possibility that uh, the grant of rights will not be broken which can be done, but, you know, everybody's going, well, if they're going to quit doing this with the with ESPN and they're going to change the contract, well, the grant of rights is going to go what? No, it doesn't work that way, okay? So don't get all excited about this without really knowing what you're talking about. Um, this contract with the ACC, ESPN, and potentially the Pac-12, which we're, we're getting closer to maybe this becoming realistic. They can restructure this contract. Don't even have to touch the grant of rights aspect of it. Mm -hmm. 
and can have all of these these teams sort of semi-merge or create some kind of loose affiliation or create a super conference. Uh, there's all kinds of possibilities here. And one of the things that from my perspective, Will, and I, 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 wanna, I really wanted to see what your thoughts were on this. You know, initially when you start thinking, okay, well, the, the ACC is basically East Coast with the exception of Notre Dame when they're playing all the other things other than football. Mm-hmm. Of course, Pac-12 is basically, you know, mountain time and, and uh, Pacific Coast time. So, all right. So you initially, if you're not, you know, if you're not processing this properly, you're seeing this as a conflict. I immediately see it as a plus, because mm-hmm. we can start playing games on the East Coast and run through everything and finish up our, our schedule and the Pac-12 gets started. And, you know, there's this, this neat overlap in, in between mm-hmm. that's possible. Uh, but, it, it you know, it makes sense. You can have uh, the ACC network basically set up to, to carry all of that. Now, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on that and, and how that that hit you, especially when you first heard it. Yeah, um, I am. I'll, I'll just be perfectly honest. I'm beyond done with realignment talk, <laughs> but it's because because like you just to go no. back to what you said a moment ago, everyone, everyone stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night and they think they know everything now. Yeah. But when it's all said and done, it really is a this turn out turning out to be a plus for the ACC right now. I mean, and you talked about it the the timing of everything. You know, now that USC and UCLA are going to be bound for the Big Ten in a couple of years, Big Ten games are going to be starting at ten o'clock on the on the East Coast. You know, people don't necessarily always stay up that late, and that's what is what that's the biggest problem with West Coast athletics in general yeah they always start at like 10 o'clock at night if not later and people go to bed around that time if not sooner so you're kind there's nothing they can fix about that where you say with the acc you know games are ending at like uh, at 10 o'clock on a on a saturday night it's it all of this really is is proving to be a plus like you said for the ac i 100 percent agree with you there I think it's and, a, it, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to make one my one uh, other thing for for those of you watching it on audio that there is a special guest with us this mm-hmm. week. That's right, Mr. Martin. Yep. He keeps on. He can't. He kind of, kind of is bouncing in and out because of our background. If yep. we if we have too much movement or colors or or a certain way, mm-hmm. uh, we don't have green screens. Okay, this yep. is just a, a different type of setup. But he's mm-hmm. kind of bouncing in and out. But I see Martin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, that's that's Will's better half. Oh no! Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I had to be careful about that. Yeah. Um, Too bad. It's a good thing the the true better half isn't the, in the vicinity to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be all over for me. Um, <laughs> and maybe you too. I don't know. Yeah. Depend, <laughs> depend, depends on the reaction. Um, the the. Overall, I think that um, here's a, here's the one thing that does disturb me about realignment talk. Mm-hmm. Um, there there are multiple teams within the conference ACC that um, 
have been rumored to have been in discussions with mm-hmm. Big Ten and SEC. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Uh, that's business as usual. That is a smart thing to do. Yeah. You want to cover your, your rear. Yeah. Uh, but here's where I really start having a problem. When you have fan pages, people who are uh, uh, blogging and basically making it out that, um, and then you have people like Paul Feinbaum throwing gas on the fire. Oh. Uh, yeah, man. Um, talking about how certain teams, and he pointed to Florida State as being one of these teams, and there's there's been some rumor there, and uh, also among Clemson, uh, as well. Uh, some of the other teams that have been discussed have been North Carolina uh, and Virginia. So there's four teams there that uh, do appeal to Big Ten and SEC, uh, potentially. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's not going anywhere, okay? So, right. Um, what I don't like is all of this talk um from a certain element that that keeps saying that oh we, you know we're disgusted with the with the ACC we we don't want to be a part of the ACC we like to jump out of the ACC we want to get away we want to okay now look i understand that from the angle of the revenue part but past that yeah I, um back it up here Right. significantly back that up uh, because, you know, karma can be a, it can bite you. All right. Yeah. So be careful what you say and how you lay things out because everybody else is listening. And if things play out a certain way, they're not going to forget that. Right. Exactly. And, those four schools you mentioned all have, you know, a lot of, uh, I guess you could say like attraction in some way. Um, we talked about Florida state and Clemson. They have the football cachet, um, Carolina, obviously in the same way, maybe not the, the same amount of success, but it's also a, a media market that neither the big 10 or the sec has same with Virginia. And, mm-hmm. You, you, you know, that's what a couple hours out of DC and that's not, I mean, you're not obviously going to get Maryland if you're the SEC, for example, but you're, you're getting, you know, close to the DC market. Plus you're getting a school of Virginia that you're almost guaranteed to have a champion in something. And yeah, I mean, yeah, they're three years removed from a basketball championship. They've never won a football championship, but we're, really talk about the non-revenue sports you, you know that's a that's something virginia has always done really well and is the non-revenue sports and you can always you know boat and boost boast that um there's i guess when i when i start bouncing around because we we cover try to cover as much of the acc as as mm-hmm. we possibly can and and look we look at everything that's going on and i I, I read some comments from people talking about, you know, how it's going to impact their school. And some of the pie-in-the-sky nonsense that I've read, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> See, some delusional people out there is all I can tell you. Um, 
you're not bringing that much to it. And so, you know, quit tossing this nonsense out there. I, I mean, I sure it generates clicks and everything like that, but, yeah. it, but it's not genuine. It's just, yeah. it's not genuine and it's doing a disservice to, I think your readers to, to generate this sort of chatter, um, about this school, that school, I'm not going to name any in particular, you know, talking about how they're, they're, they're going to go to the big 10 or they're going to go to SEC or, mm-hmm. or they're going to, uh, you know, go back to, you know, this conference or that co- stop. Who wants to see Virginia play Missouri and football outside of those two fan bases? <sighs> Nobody. Exactly. Nobody. Um, let's bounce uh, just for a moment. Let's go to the Major League Baseball draft because we had seven players out of the ACC that were picked up by teams. And um, I don't know if you – do you have that list uh, near you? Yep, right Brian in front Jones? of me. All right. Go ahead and take that and, and roll with it, and let's t- let's talk about these players. Okay. So, uh, like I said, seven players from the ACC were drafted in the first two rounds of the uh, MLB draft. First one – Gavin Cross from Virginia Tech and outfielders going to Kansas City, uh, ninth overall pick, and then in the, going eleventh overall, Kevin Parada, the Georgia Tech, the catcher, mm-hmm. to the Mets. So two first round picks out of the ACC. Um, yeah, um, second round, you had Dalton Rushing, another catcher out of Louisville, going to the Dodgers. Max Wagner, third baseman from Clemson to Baltimore at the forty second pick. Parker Messick, uh, Florida State, who is a pitcher to the Cleveland Guardians. Tanner Scoble, a shortstop from Virginia Tech in the 68th pick, the second the competitive balance round, is going to be taking his talents, you know, about uh, 20, 25 minutes up the road where I was on Friday night at, at Minnesota at Target Field. And two picks later, Chandler Simpson, a shortstop from Georgia Tech, went to the Tampa Bay Rays. So, yeah, nice, nice showing for the AC, especially yeah. the two techs, both Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. Representing, remember, you know, especially in Virginia Tech's case, that was one of the most successful seasons the baseball programs ever had, and it's showing here with these uh, first two picks. And you know, wh- one of the things that really stood out to me, just outside of the ACC aspect of this, is the amount of um, players whose dads played in the MLB that were drafted. So, like, <laughs> you know, watching baseball the way I did, seeing. Matt Holliday's kid go first overall. Andrew Jones' kid go right after him. I think Luke Collier's kid went. There was somebody else, and 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 um, it might have been Carl Crawford's kid. I think might have went. I I can't remember. There was, and I think the but seeing those, you know, and you know, those are recently, fairly recently retired players too. That just made me feel really old. But back to the ACC aspect, you know, great, great, uh, great showing for the ACC in those two rounds. I, I every time I see you tweet about how it makes you feel old about something, I, I just sort of have a grin. I, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's you know, um, it's it is what it is, my man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Um, oh man, uh, yeah, a very good draft for the for the ACC. And as you mentioned, the two techs. And congratulations to all those players. Hope they do really well. I'm sure they they're going to. Uh, they were outstanding players uh, while they were uh, in the conference, and um, th- they were a blast to watch. So, mm-hmm. um, coming up on Wednesday and Thursday, the ACC will have their football kickoff, which basically is a media event 
Um, and you can watch this, by the way. It's going to be on the ACC network, and mostly everybody has that now. We can't complain about that. Yep. Um, and we could complain about it. But uh, this is always a pretty fun thing to watch if, you, if you've got the time. It's during the day. Unfortunately, a lot of people are working, so you can't watch this. But if you record it, uh, and play back later. Sometimes you'll pick up some tidbits there that are pretty interesting. They have coaches and uh, a couple of players that come in and some interesting players. Um, and, and this year, um, uh, I am very uh, excited to hear what some of these quarterbacks that are going to be there um, are, are, are going to uh, have to say. So, um, and I mean, if you look at this list, you you have this one popped up on your your screen as well, by any chance? It'll take me just a, a couple of seconds to have it up, but yeah. um, I, just to, before while we're while I get there, mm-hmm. just imagine the preseason um, preseason teams and how like there's going to be so many quarterbacks left off of it who probably deserve to be on there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, the ACC. Um, this year and last year, actually, it loaded yeah. with quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it's crazy um, how many. This is this is. Well, I'm telling you right now, the ACC is loaded. I think more this year than they were last, which I thought mm-hmm. last year had tons of potential, and they and most teams did better than I expected. I think this year could be a really surprise breakout for this conference football-wise. Um, if you've got that list up, uh, if you take a look at the uh, the uh, the people that are, are coming, like with Boston mm-hmm. College and Clemson and Duke yep. and, and everybody else, run down some of the, the people that, that you find uh, are going to be interesting, um, you know, some of the quarterbacks and, and other uh, people. Boston College has got a couple of great players coming there. Yeah, we're not going to run out, down every single player no, that's no. Go, that's going to come in, but yeah, some of the ones I mean, you talked about with Boston College, both Zay Flowers and Phil Jakovic are going to be there, you know, integral parts of the of the Boston College offense. Uh, Dabo's bringing DJ Uyagule, and you know there's going to be you know questions for him about his status at quarterback with uh, with the incoming freshman uh, coming in. Obviously, Duke is bringing a lot of some couple of defensive players, including Shaka Hayward, who we talked about with Connor O'Neill last week, who was, who will be preseason in all ACC. Mm-hmm. Mike Dravel's bringing along Jordan Travis, someone who has really improved his game last season, especially as a passer. He's, you know, he's going to be uh, interesting to talk to, to kind of see where his mindset is. Um, I'm a little surprised Jeff, Jeff Sims isn't coming for Georgia tech. He's bringing um, tight end Dylan Leonard, Dante Smith, the running back and Zamari Walton, a defensive back. And you know, he, you know, he's Sims is the best player on the team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So it's cu- kind of curious to see what the, the reasoning behind that is. Um, moving on Malik Cunningham, obviously is going to be representing help representing Louisville. He's a, he's, you know, a player who took a big step forward after a down 2020 uh, Tyler Van Dyke for Miami is going to be there along with Will Mallory, who we talked about with uh, Manny Navarro a few weeks back about somebody mm-hmm. who could be in for a big, a big year, um, North Carolina, Josh Downs, somebody who is in the conversation for best receiver in the league. He'll be there. Uh, NC state there, uh, Dave Dorn's bringing in Devin Leary and 
along with Isaiah Moore and Drake Thomas, a couple of guys who are going to be key cogs for a, a really experienced NC State defense. Uh, to the surprise of nobody, uh, Pitt's bringing along a couple of defensive guys, including Servasier Dennis, who's one of the better linebackers in the league. Um, Dino Babers is bringing Garrett Schrader, who's going to be you know going to be asked to do something completely different this year at Syracuse with new offensive coordinator Robert and I. And you can go back to our conversation with Jackie <laughs> Franchuli about uh, my our feelings about Robert and I, but. Uh, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Virginia is bringing along Brennan Armstrong, you know, somebody who will pro- who should end up on one of the all preseason all ACC teams, along with Keaton Thompson, who is still listed as a football player, <laughs> even though I think he'll be lined up more as a receiver this year. Um, Virginia Tech's bringing along Dax Hollifield, who I feel like has been there for at least eight years now. Yeah. Um, but I think <laughs> I think this is his Close. COVID year, so I think he's done yeah. after this. Yeah. And um, Dave Clawson's bringing along Sam Hartman, another kid who's, you know, in the conversation for all ACC. I mean, say there's probably six, seven quarterbacks who probably deserve to be on the all ACC team, but you only, can only fit so many. Yeah, I, there, really, there really needs to be some kind of restructuring. Uh, when you have this amount of, of, uh, of quality players in a conference, and, and I'm not just talking about your quarterbacks, there's, there's a lot of quality players there i think they need to, to to start looking at it as being okay and and people will go, well you can't give everybody a trophy that's not what i'm saying <laughs> that you do here i'm just saying that you recognize them for their talent um you know it, it's one thing that we can go on everybody can do this you can go into the the acc.com and you can get into, uh, when you select football, you can get into the stats aspect of it and follow how everybody is performing throughout the season. So if you didn't know that, this is a, a plus for you. It's something that we look at on a regular basis to see how each player is performing. And you also have to kind of weigh that a little bit uh, with, you know, the, the game circumstances, et cetera. Um, you know, you can't just totally go by, oh, the, you know, this guy's leading stats, so he must be the best player in the, mm-hmm. no, it doesn't work quite that way. Yeah. And that's why Brendan Armstrong probably won't, isn't on the preseason Heisman stuff. Cause he, yeah, he, he put up tons of stats last year, but he's not going to do that again this year, but he's still, uh, yeah. that doesn't take away from the fact that he's still a really good quarterback. Indeed. And, um, you know, I, I cannot see, uh, with that extra year at Virginia, I cannot see him not being uh, at least a um, no later than the third in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see him a first or second, to be honest with you. I think he's got that talent. Yeah, so, he, he so. you know, there have been some mock drafts out there that have him as a first-round pick, but, you know, we're – we're a long, long ways from that right yeah. now. He needs to, he needs to show up and prove it again in, in some capacity. And then, yeah, maybe he'll be he can you know be a first day pick. Exactly. Yeah. Or at worst, the second day pick. Just see where all that happens. Well, those mm-hmm. are the people that are going to be at the, uh, um, at the ACC uh, football kickoff, which is essentially the media. Um, days it depends on what you want to call it it's primarily media people coming in there i would expect i i'm going to throw this out 
um, and get get some people excited here. Since we were talking about realignment, I expect something major to be announced during this. I, I think that there's there's more that has been going on behind the scenes than anybody has any clue about. And it would not surprise me in the least to have a major announcement that'll probably just put people back in their seats a little bit. So look for that. If you can, if you can watch it, um, you know, if it's, if something comes up and uh, it's going on during the day, cause that's something I'm going to be watching. I'm basically going to be sitting in front of a screen all day, watching that and typing stuff. So uh, if something comes up, I will be more than glad to share that on our uh, Twitter account. So be looking for that. I'm, that's my gut, Will. I, you know, who knows, right? Right. <laughs> but it could be, it could just be business as usual. And, yeah. you know, you know, just a lot of hearsay and whatever shenanigans that go on. But shenanigans. is there, is there really anything you want to want Jim Phillips to say during all this? <sighs> I, I would, I would love for him to actually say that they have come to, this is me, okay? Just me. Just me. I would love for him to, to come out and say, we have come to an agreement with the Pac-12 that we are going to, um, in conjunction with ESPN, and that there is a, a rewriting of the contract that's more money coming to our teams, et cetera. Um, and see where that goes. And I, I, my gut just tells me that something's lurking here. I, you know, there's just been so much stuff. And then it just, when it goes quiet for a while, that's when I start really going, there's something happening. Something, something's going on. And to be honest with you, Will, um, a, a lot of people have, have, have talked badly about Jim Phillips um, and, and even Swafford for that matter. They, they have done some things, and I, th- I think especially Jim has done some things that I, I believe have been immensely uh, just – solid investments in the future mm-hmm. of this conference we'll see how that works out yeah and, and you know honestly i just don't know what else there is for <clears throat> for jim phillips to do at this point i mean uh you talked about yeah maybe you know the an agreement with some sort of quote-unquote alliance with the pac-12 yeah but is there like when we look at you know adding teams and you and I and Chris have had this discussion, you know, in our thread, there's really not anybody else out there that you can elevate from a G5 school that would really make sense right now. No. All the, all of them, all the good ones got gobbled up by the big 12 um, right. in the coming years. Cause you didn't tell me like a Cincinnati would be a great fit for the ACC, for example, uh, or uh, UCF. Um, yeah, another another school for Florida out of Florida. That would just just you know spitballing, but yeah, there's yeah. not there's not much else that, out there that can really move the needle for the ACC in terms of expansion. And and let me just uh, point this out to, uh, and I'm I'm gonna uh, just two things I'm gonna say. Number one, 
um, I, I saw this uh, tweet and I, I kind of followed through the, the string. It just went, I went down a rabbit hole. Um, but, you know, I, I always like the discussion that West Virginia fans have. Um, they're passionate about their team. So I give them a lot of credit there. But the, just this whole thing about about coming into the ACC ain't going to happen. It just it's just not it would have happened by now. Yeah. You know, and and really, I hate to say it. West Virginia does not bring anything to the table that is not discounting your your sports program. Right. What it is is saying that it has to be from a financial mm-hmm. standpoint and you don't have the market, the television market to exactly to bring that money in. I, I wish Morgantown is not exactly a huge television market. Yeah, I, I really wish that, you know, it could be different because I think that West Virginia actually in, in some ways in football and basketball, especially would be a great competitor mm-hmm. for Pitt, Virginia Tech. You know, I mean, there, there's some additions there. I think that that would yeah, make a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, the West Virginia Pitt or West Virginia, Virginia Tech rivalries would be great, you know, on a yearly basis. But yeah. what else is there after that? Everything else would be kind of manufactured at best. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, sorry, I, I hate to to be the one that throws water on that, but I mean, I, I've seen so much stuff, and again, this is this is fan talk, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I just have to be realistic, so I don't I don't see it. Uh, the other one I'm not going to get into. I'm just going to let that one go. <laughs> I just I just decided that uh, at this very moment I'm just going to let that one go altogether. <laughs> it's probably safer and. Um, so, you know, I, you're right, Will. I don't see anybody else out there that, um, you know, at this point that makes any sense, maybe after the fact. It, yeah. uh, and, and the last one that's, that's out there lurking is Notre Dame. And I don't yeah. see Notre Dame going anywhere other than independent for yep. at least a couple more years. And you, do you see the, the report that they're seeking $75 million a year? to st- from nbc to stay independent i mean yeah i don't know if 75 million dollars is a wise investment on nbc's part for what maybe eight games a year because unless yeah. they you know are all games are exclusively going to be on nbc or peacock um, i <laughs> you'd have to and but then there's the acc aspect of it too so it's it's a very convoluted yeah yeah I, I don't see that. I don't see them going anywhere for for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, and I get I get in part why they do that. Plus, they're also tied, though. This is not as as tight as the uh, the grant of rights, but they're still tied to the ACC. Uh, if they're going to go to a conference, they're still tied mm-hmm. that way. So they're just going to remain independent and and go that go that route. But I tell you, it, certainly Notre Dame would be a plum. Mm-hmm. um for for any conference it's yeah just so simple but they're but like you said they're going to be they're going to be independent until one of the conference conferences dragging drags them away while they're kicking and screaming yeah basically yes hey we want to thank everybody who uh watches us on youtube we want to invite you to do the same thing make sure that you subscribe also all the listeners worldwide i'll tell you what our numbers are just gone through the roof with all the football um, previews that we have. This is an exception week because uh, basically uh, 
I'm I'm taking a little bit of time off. That that's part of it, um, and we'll have football previews coming up um, in our next episode, and we'll get back into the groove of talking about what's going on with the ACC teams. So stick with us, uh, all you folks who are are listening to us on streaming radio worldwide. Thank you. I mean, I, you're, the the numbers are staggering. How I, I mean, everywhere that people are listening. Um, and also if you're subscribing to our podcast, thank you for doing that too. Those numbers also going through the roof. We appreciate you. We, we know you're there. If you want to drop us a message, uh, I simply just click on our website, the contact page. We don't collect any information from you. So don't worry. Just, you can send us a, uh, a message, say whatever you want to. And, uh, we listen. Uh, same thing on the YouTube side. If you uh, have a uh, comment in regard to whatever is going on there, we love to hear from you. Sometimes we don't respond. It doesn't mean that we don't care. It just means that we're really busy. Okay? So keep doing that. And make sure you check out our website, accnation.net. Until our next football preview, that's Will Ogenen. I'm Jim Quist. Cool. Cheers. Cheers.